Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. All right, here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. I am Brian, and we have Kyle and Dan, and uh, we are in extended lockdown <laughs> for a few more weeks, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we're all still at home, but uh, it's okay. It's fine. You know, we just got to get through this, and we'll, we'll all get through it together. So anyway, um, yeah, so if you are listening in, thanks for, thanks for listening. And uh, I guess uh, this week, as we do every week, we talk about a pop punk band and we talk about something from pop culture and we talk about and drink beer. Although in this case, since we're all apart, only one person will be talking about beer, um, but that's okay too. So uh, yeah, so we'll get, we'll get right down to it. And I, I think the, the band that we're talking about this week is, uh, oh, and I was thinking about this as I was checking them out, and I know I know Kyle. Before you've mentioned that you've mentioned that uh, these days with music, it doesn't so much matter as what uh, what geography what your geography is, like where you come from. I think in this case, it kind of matters because uh, when I was looking them up, there's a okay. Anyway, the band is called uh, Point of View, and there are actually uh, several bands called Point of View. Uh, I think one from San Jose, one from Dubai, even, uh, wow. but this. This particular point of view that we're talking about is from South Florida. And so if you're looking them up, um, look up uh, POV Band Official is how you find them. Uh, if you look up on Facebook, it's you know, facebook.com slash POV Band Official. Um, and if you're also looking for them on Instagram and you think that's also the way to, to look, them up, look them up as well, or Point of View Band Official spelled out. So... Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I really like these guys. I think they have an album that came out back in June. Um, and I mean, my, my impression of them to put it in a, in a nutshell is kind of like a green day with the, an injection of metal DNA is sort of how I, uh, yeah, right <laughs> yep, yep. nailed it, nailed it. I was about to say the same uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, again, was this a uh, was this a pop punk group discovery, or how did you find Point of View from South Florida? Uh, so uh, I found them because I believe uh, their singer, I believe, is uh, Anthony, and um, I think he was running a playlist on Spotify. And he was like taking submissions or something. And so uh, I threw one of our tracks up and uh, he had commented back. He's like, oh, man, I really like this. This is awesome, you know. And uh, so he goes, I'm going to, you know, add it in or whatever. And I and, and I went and I looked at the playlist and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm already following this playlist. And I looked and we already had a track on there. And so I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm like, I don't know if you got, you know, certain standards or whatever like you only want one song per band but you know we're already on your playlist so he's like oh no i'm gonna throw this on too and and so we got to talking uh over i think like instagram 
And uh, we were just laughing because we were like, uh, I think we had just had the episode where we, we were uh, talking on the podcast about how like some of these newer bands are just like, they're like too perfect now, you know, uh-huh. like they're so talented and they're so good and they're just such high level musicians that everything is just so fucking perfect now. And uh, <laughs> so we were. So it was funny because we both got into that same conversation and we both feel, you know, uh, they've been around. I mean, I know that they, they released their first album in 2008. So, I mean, they've been around for a while. I'm sure that they were probably a band for, you know, like a couple of years prior to that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've been around since shortly after uh, 2000. And um, so, I you know, they also, or at least, you know, Anthony uh, uh, has interests in the older sounds you know mm-hmm. and that's where we are always kind of like you know man yeah this stuff is just it's almost too perfect now it's like you know whereas you know where's that punk with it, it there's no real talent it's just it's just heart and drive you know it's like it's like <laughs> me playing drums i have no drum talent but i just have a lot of heart and fucking emotion and and drive to fucking play i mean it's just purely (laughs) primal and uh uh so we were kind of talking about that is is like man these kids today they're so goddamn good at what they do fucking (laughs) hey whatever happened to just like you're not really good at what you do but but you make up for it with just fucking heart you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like i don't know how to sing but God damn it, I make you cry every time I do. Yeah. Not for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. But I, I mean, I think these guys are good. I mean, they, they have some pretty shreddy solos. I, they I are. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They got all Velvet Revolver and that, what was that, People Like You? It has that, uh, doesn't, there's a name in there, Chris Barkles. I think it's a collaboration or something like that. But that's the one track that's very different amongst everything else. But yeah, mm. that, was, that was crazy awesome. Yeah, I... Uh, they definitely, uh, I mean, I know that, you know, we're here having this conversation about bands being too good now, but I mean, they sure, certainly aren't short on talent in this band. I mean, they're so good uh, at what they do. Um, but uh, what I like is that, you know, you can definitely hear that, like you said, like they sound like Green Day with, with metal, you know, and, and they do. They have that older style. But it doesn't sound like you're listening to something that was recorded in like 2001. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it sounds right. up to date. It sounds great. Um, yeah, like that, that, yeah, that EP they got uh, was that People Like You. That one, each track sounded like a tribute to a, a different '90s band. Like, like Some 41 was all about the first one, like Screaming in My Head and Bombs Away was so offspringy. It was like it was like mm. jumping in a time machine. It was great. But yeah, with the new, with a brand new, like like you're talking about that new feel, that newer touch on it. Yeah, I loved. Uh, we'll never be on that. Uh, in fact, I, I I almost played that on my show once, but um, at a minute and twenty five seconds, uh, I don't know. It just doesn't even feel like a. It feels like a full song if I'm just listening to them, but not if I have it on the show for some reason. I don't know. But I mean, they have so many good songs. It, it's not hard for me to get good stuff to play on the show from these guys. Um, I just throw a dart. I mean, it's all good. I, I did uh, one that I have not. I had not heard of them until this week when um, I, you know, listened to everything. 
um, was uh, blinded off the um, what's oh, meant that, that to was be. Newer one. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that is such a good song. I'm I'm like I'm definitely playing that on the on the getting squatchy without a doubt. I think that's probably my favorite song from them. Like of everything that they do. Uh, but yeah, they good band, man. I, I'm definitely glad that I ended up connecting with uh, Anthony and and uh, we ended up like kind of getting into each other's bands. Like I know, like that day that um, um, I had submitted "Death and Glory" as a second track, um, we were talking about the album. Like I kind of gave him kind of the the synopsis behind what Glorified was, mm-hmm. and so while we were talking, he was listening to the whole fucking thing. Oh, nice! Yeah, I think wow. he's a, I think he's a UPS driver, and he just like listens to fucking banging ass pop punk all day while he's driving around. That's cool. <laughs> right? So anyway, but yeah, these guys are are really great, and I'm definitely glad I ended up uh, connecting with them, and and um, uh, I love having them on the get on getting squatchy, and I definitely, without a doubt, was like, man. You know, as soon as there's an opening, we got to get them on the podcast without a doubt. Oh, mm, hell for yeah. sure. Did, did, did he mention anything about any kind of other like uh, pop culture stuff, or you guys had a chance to get get into that at all? No, not really. We really just <clears throat> we mainly focused on just the the music aspect of it um, of everything. So, uh, but that was, uh, I mean. He was like, <laughs> I think he was ready to go and like have a few beers and like hang out and stuff. But uh, when he found out that we were on the complete other side of the United States, of course, that nixed that whole idea. <laughs> right. But maybe maybe we, we can set up a, uh, a Zoom session or something. We can yeah, yeah. do it over video. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> right but, on. That's what everyone's yeah. doing nowadays anyway. Did it's you, all mobile. Did you notice, too, they work in uh, six-year cycles? Like they had a their oh, first album in two thousand eight, their oh, second yeah, yeah. album in two thousand and fourteen, and then they had uh, two EPs and like two or three singles in twenty twenty. Ah, so they're working yeah. on a a, a, a six year cycle. Yeah, that's <laughs> simple too. I mean, that somebody else that sounds so much like Ben Folds and like a sprinkle of Broadway in there. I mean, like with that whole green day kind of transition thing, I'm like, dude, I could seriously see this on some kind of like live action stage, like Broadway or something. Like I was so, mm-hmm. was so out there. I was kind of like, this is a weird introduction. And then like going to the, after every other track that I listened to, it's like, like they're really evolving too. Is that not just the same sound? Right. Yeah. Without a doubt. You can definitely hear the evolution. So, and right. I think what even that, what that, uh, the 2014 EP that they did, the lead track off of that, they even threw a little screamo into that one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a one trick pony band. I mean, I mean, some of these pop punk bands, like when you listen to like their, their album, you can't really tell, like, if you left the room to get a beer and come back, you can't tell one song from another. It all kind of sounds like the same sound, which is probably what they're going for, which is a good thing. But with this one, each song is so completely different. It's like they have the same like vein, but each one has its own different flavor. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too, and that's that, I, I like I like that. I like bands that do that, and um, I, I try to make sure that we do that with our own stuff. So yeah, you know, um, they they did they did a good job, I think. So very cool, very cool. So yeah, all right. Uh, so that's that's point of view. Uh, band from South Florida. Check them out at POV Band Official, or uh, yeah, or Point of View Band Official. So uh, okay, so moving on. This week's uh, pop culture subject is a, is a film on Amazon Prime called Uncle Peckerhead. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> I is, love it. It's, and and, and it's, a, uh, it's a punk horror movie. How about yes, that? Yes, yes. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so when you suggested that, I, I checked it out. I mean, first of all, I mean, the name just, you can't say it without chuckling. And then, uh-huh. yeah. You know, I want to check it out. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like about a punk band that goes on tour. And they have a, uh, a flesh-eating zombie as their roadie, and I'm like, okay, this is this is something I just have to check out. I mean, see, he's not, a he's a he's a, a demon. Oh yeah, sorry, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Not, <laughs> not a zombie, a demon. Sorry, he, ch- uh, he changed. Just kind of mentioned that it's a horror comedy, also. Okay, it's like yeah, the, the, yeah. lots of view, like lots of emphasis on the comedy. <laughs> Right, yeah. There's a lot of gore, but it is it's fun. It's it's kind of like a it's a, I guess it's a combination of like a road trip comedy plus, uh, you know, a band you know kind of thing, and you know plus plus the gore part of it. But um, yeah, I, I it was a lot of fun. Um, and and uh, funny enough, like the band, uh, they're called Duh. <laughs> um, Duh. They're, they're really <laughs> good. Like with the music, I, I mean, I don't know if there was you know the actual musician. I don't know if they're playing the oh. actual music, but the songs were oh, good. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, w- like, where can I get like a the CD or like oh, a exactly. uh, yeah, all that came from the um that guy Max Jeff Riddle. He wrote all of the music that Duh played and the other band, uh, Dominion Rising. Like he kind of oh, wrote sure. a small EP because yeah, the, the, the band that he has um he has that that last song that they played uh at the very end of the movie it's called trash age and they kind of the director was, was like best friends with this guy so they he's kind of like okay well we'll use this song but instead of like just getting all these other things well why don't i just write you an ep and then so we have all this fresh brand new music and then it the funny thing too is that um the bass player and the drummer what was it mel and judy like they've never played instruments so they actually like had a month of lessons and they so that they can actually play the music along to you know the the live shots so no it, shit. yeah awesome. yeah it blew my mind dude. I, I did a full <laughs> yeah. deep dive after i found that out uh, so, yes. so the actual performance like the visual performance was them but i guess they were still like just you know going through the motions but uh jeff little did record all the dust stuff oh, a, a riddle, with riddle. two Oh, Jeff Riddle. Sorry. Uh, He recorded it with, um, you know, two other artists. Um, And so I'm like, I I know Bobby was like halfway through. She's just like, dude, like, is there a soundtrack? Because I want this music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was like the bonus of it was that it wasn't just like a bunch of throwaway music that just was supposed to sound punk uh, just so it fit in with the movie. I mean, like I would want to listen to this shit, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's funny too because like the, the original song "Trash Age," it's it's in he plays it with an acoustic, and there's a church organ in the background, and they just completely punkified the crap out of it, and it's and then that's what you hear at the end. Dude, 
it was. Yeah, I think also the. Oh, oh, sorry. What was that? No, I mean just overall. I mean just the music in general was so good. Um, although I loved the way that they that the the competing band. It was almost kind of a kind of a joke. The yeah, the music yeah. the music was good, but the shit coming out of that guy's mouth, dude. I was like, what? Yeah, just that, that, that pterodactyl screech. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, it was perfect because it played into that like that um, that trope of you know. A musician with an overinflated ego and and just not enough to back it up, but he was really cool because he was local, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Locally, he was really awesome and people loved him. But you know, on the road, everyone was like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah. It was still an <laughs> empty room. <laughs> that was the best part. Like all the, the gigs on the road, they were practically empty until like le- towards the end. Then they started <laughs> to get a following, and he's still up there in front, with, like egos. Begs the world just well, right there and, doing his thing. And and let's not forget Uncle Peckerhead himself. Dude, that guy was fucking amazing. Like he was yeah. the most amazing roadie ever. Well, until he started trying to eat everybody. Yeah, you know, um I I don't know if this is uh wrong, but when I was watching the, the movie, I was at at certain points I thought, you know, it'd be kinda handy to have like a Uncle Peckerhead as a roadie around. <laughs> like I mean, I know it sounds bad, but you know, like you know, for him, you know, like because uh, I, I don't know, like you know, he'll uh, he, he's like literally willing to kill for you. Is that, yes. You know, that's, oh yeah, that's yeah. The roadie he was. So. <laughs> and he was just so happy to be there too. I mean, they that, I think that was the biggest part for me is that he's the the happy go lucky old dude in the in the pit. You know, just trying to get everyone to the front. Like, hey, check him out. You know, like actually getting pissed off and there's conversations going on and like, hey, that's my friend's band. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, he gets everybody interested in the band and gets everybody up to the stage. Nah, he was he was the perfect roadie. And yeah, if you needed someone, if you needed someone taken care of, <laughs> he he'd take uh-huh. care of them for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, I felt like it was kind of slow until like the metalhead showed up, and then it picked up so much pace after that. I was, mm. I was like, "Holy crap!" Now everyone's okay with him, like killing these people. <laughs> yeah, which was so funny too is that, uh, of course, uh, it's the metalheads that are just the complete dicks. Which I do believe is like pretty much completely the opposite of reality, but it fit well for the movie. It was funny as hell. But yeah. uh, I was just cracking up because I'm like going, "Dude, like metalheads are some of the like." nicest people i've ever met in my life like i've very rarely have I ever met metalheads like this but nonetheless it worked perfectly for the movie uh and um uh i i just like the fact that you know what if you're an asshole you better watch out between uh 12 and 12 13 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I like i love that he's a demon but for 13 minutes <laughs> and, like, and he's still in control too like, that's the funny part like the first time you see him he's screaming and shocked is like oh shit you saw me so it's like that backward scream you know like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you find this film kyle uh we were literally just like looking for something to watch uh like what monday or tuesday and um and we passed by this and bobby goes 
does that say Uncle Peckerhead? I'm like, yep. <laughs> she's like, we're watching it. <laughs> she's like, you know, what if we're wrong? So 10 minutes in, we stop. I'm like, that's right. So, and I, and I'm just looking at the synopsis on it. And I'm like, dude, how can we go wrong? I mean, this is a punk rock movie and there's a fucking, it's horror and there's a, a flesh eating fucking demon uh, as the roadie. I, I'm down. Like, these are all perfectly <laughs> natural things to put together. Oh, yep. So, yep. Um, so yeah, no, it's like, like literally we, we were looking, just looking for movies. And when we saw that, like name alone, boom, we have to at least, we have to at least watch the first 10 minutes and then we'll decide from there. Good find. So, so what'd you guys think of the ending though? I thought it was a little confusing. Oh, hey, I mean, we're going we're gonna to spoil the film. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't already watched Uncle Peckerhead, go watch it and uh, come back. I think we've already spoiled a lot of it, but if we're going to talk oh, yeah. about the ending. We, we didn't do the disclaimer, did we? <laughs> Yeah, oops, but that's okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think we gave away much, but if we're going to talk about the ending, then yeah, okay, so spoiler alert. So Yeah, uh, I go, go kind of confused by it. I mean, like, at the end, they, you know, shit hits the fan, cops find out, you know, they're, they're finding bodies all over the place, and the van takes the fall, they go to jail, they come out, and then they're playing shows again, and then, boom, there's Uncle Peckerhead while they're playing the last song, and then he eats their their crowd again, so it's it, is there supposed to be some kind of weird symbolism or like, I, I don't know <laughs> like, what, what's going on here. Uh, I think that was just the opening for a sequel. Uncle Peckerhead oh. is not gone. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, now he's still stalking them. He's but still, now like, he's, yeah. Now he's like the enemy. So hmm. I think it just opens it up for a second movie. If they felt like doing one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, you, there's no like real triumphant ending at the end, you know. There's no real sense of like closure or a. So okay, so there was, and that's that's how it looked like it ended because she's getting to play, you know, the show at the place she always wanted to play at, and there's a big crowd and everybody loves them because they kind of like I can't remember exactly all the details about the ending, but somehow they were vindicated. Um. Or whatever, and like people, you know, people were like, you know, free, duh, and everything. Everyone was behind them being freed from jail and and everything. They had like that huge following, so they got to play this show. There was tons of fucking people there. It was fucking epic and perfect and and everything. And that was the triumphant ending. Until, but it's a horror movie, so you can't you can't have you can't have a happy happy ending. <laughs> So it's like, so it's like, yay! It's happy! It's awesome! We're gonna end on a high note. Oh shit! There's Uncle Peckerhead. Yeah, and then that's uh, like the that's like the cliffhanger. It's like, oh no! And either there's a sequel or we just end it with, oh man, Uncle Peckerhead's <laughs> gonna keep eating people. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have an ominous ending. It's a, it's a horror movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And it's, Never, hard to, it's hard to lose scope of that horror thing when you're just laughing so much throughout the entire movie. Right? right yeah, right. you're probably right about that. It's just like, it's hard to, I guess, latch onto that horror aspect until it slaps you in the face later. And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's a horror movie. Never, yeah. end, never end a horror movie with a true finality. Because yeah. there's, always, there's always room for a sequel. That's right. So maybe uh, maybe we'll have Uncle Peckerhead 2 on the way. But in the meantime, 
we have Uncle Peckerhead, the original, so go and check that out on Amazon Prime. Uh, okay, so we're moving into the beer section of the show, and I think Kyle has the beer. Uh, this is another old Kyle episode, which tends to be good episodes, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle has Kyle, you have good taste. So, what has right. your good taste? What has your good taste brought us uh, beer-wise today? Well, um, we're returning to uh, an old favorite, uh, Elysian. Um, I, I I don't know that we find really anything bad about Elysian. They're always bringing good stuff. They're out of Seattle and um, trying to keep with the uh, you know the current uh, aspects of where we are in the year. Uh, I went with Bifrost, which is a winter ale. Ah, yes, uh, Elysian Bifrost Winter Ale. Uh, and uh, to to quote. The brewery themselves, uh, Bifrost, is our lively winter brew, a bold pale ale with citrus and earthy hop character, balanced by a smooth, uh, uh, emphasis on the smooth, by the way, uh, malt backbone. Um, and it is 8.3%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which seems to be, uh, you know, pretty typical for like some of your uh, winter brews they like to sure, yeah. jack, jack them up a little bit because keeps you a little warmer right uh, yeah. so about 15 minutes after the end of this episode i will probably like take a nap yeah I, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably be hard to understand uh, but uh yeah it's it is it is fantastic uh, uh that is one of the problems with this beer is that even though it's 8.3 percent it doesn't taste like it. It's very smooth, um, hence the emphasis on smooth. Um, but it is, um, God, it's really good. I mean, it's a pale ale, so it's not super heavy, right? Because a lot of the times your winter beers get really heavy. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind that. I don't because, you know, when it comes to winter, it's cold out. I don't mind a heavy beer. But I do like to have the option of having a, 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 some winter characteristics without having to drink something too heavy. Uh, and so this doesn't taste heavy. It doesn't feel heavy, but it still has some of the things that I like about uh, winter beers where it's got a really nice like mouthfeel. It's very silky. Um, mm. And it's got, I, I'm sure that they're probably using some sort of um like they either added some dextrin or more possibly like maybe some uh, oatmeal or flaked barley or something to give it a little body. Um, and uh, I like that. I, I Some people don't like that when they're drinking a lighter beer, uh, but I like that um, this time of year. I think it's a great combination and it just goes down so smooth it's almost too smooth um so i highly recommend this uh elysian bifrost moderation at eight percent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I i've always been planning to check that out because i like i like their i like elysian beers in general and every time uh, you know, the winter beers come out i'm always eyeing that one up at the store so yeah thanks uh i'm glad you i'm glad you're recommending it because i will definitely go check it out um, oh yeah cool oh, yeah. i love this it is a it so the the hops that they use are are really perfect for this because, um, you know, like they said, like the earthy flavors. I do like that. 
Uh, but the way that they used the citrus in this is perfect because there's like there's a there's a summer citrus and then there's like a Christmas citrus. There's mm. it's 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 two different things, you know. And and this is definitely on the winter end of that spectrum. Um, I mean, when I drink this, I definitely like I get that like Christmassy wintry feeling. It is it is very good. Nice. nice, nice. Hey, so uh, I have a question. Um, so yeah. I noticed that we, whenever we have like uh, the higher alcohol beers on the show, it, it tends to be where there's a recurring theme where it's like it's high in alcohol, but it doesn't really taste like it. Is there some kind of secret or trick to do that to making a beer that is you know high in alcohol but it doesn't taste like it is? Is there is there a method to do that? Um. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I mean, I think, you know, breweries are just getting better at it. Um, but, you know, some of the earlier beers. Um, so, OK, let's use, for example, like a Belgian ale. Right. Uh, some of the Belgians can get really high in alcohol. But the way that they some of them get there is they uh, use these like sugar like cubes or they're they're like crystallized sugar nuggets or whatever and uh, when you use actual just straight up sugar to increase your alcohol volume it makes it uh hot like they call it like a, a hot beer and that's where like when you drink it you feel it going down hmm. um and so i think that was kind of the way that it used to be done was like you would make this beer and then you would add sugar to it and and it would you'd get a high alcohol, but it would be really hot. And now, um, so I think the first like for example, the first couple of um, like Russian Imperial stouts that I made, uh, they were good, but they were a little hot because I used um, different sugars to kind of up the volume on them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but now a lot of places they're learning better and, and going more with using all malt and using all grains, uh, to make that happen and not adding just the sugar. And when you yep. do that, you get a much smoother beer, regardless of the, uh, regardless of the alcohol content. Oh, and oh so trippy. that was that was when okay so when when I made um um the bone storm the mm -hmm. brutal imperial stout which it's kind of based upon uh like a Russian imperial stout mm -hmm. that one is like right that one's super smooth right you would not expect it to be eleven percent right. right it just does not feel like an eleven percent beer and that's yeah. because I had finally learned um how to get enough sugars out of the grains uh, because uh, you, if you don't add enough water, there isn't enough space for the, and I don't know the scientific properties behind this. I just know the layman's kind of thing, but basically if you don't have enough water, there's not enough space for the sugars to get out into. And so you don't get as much conversion basically. Mm. So uh, what I did was I actually, um, for that, I started adding like way more water than what I would normally have to add in the mash. And, um, and then what I did was I just, I, I would have 
all this extra wort. I think I had probably two gallons more wort than I would normally have. So I just cooked it like two or three times as long to cook it back down to the amount that um, I need to have at the end of boiling to then ferment. Mm -hmm. And uh, through doing that, I ended up getting this much higher alcohol content than I used to be able to get before. So uh, I basically just gave it a bigger area to push sugar out into it by doing that i could get way more sugar out of the um grains and uh you know because there did get to a point and and i was talking with the guy at the at the store about this because i was like you know i added all this extra grain and you know the math says it should work and he's like well how much water are you putting in and i told him and i said you know that's what the that's what uh, it says to to do, you know, with my software that, you know, says you add this much water and this much grain and stuff. He's like, well, he goes, you're probably just not, there's just not enough space with that water. He goes, mm-hmm. add like an extra gallon in your first mash. And then when you, when you go in, cause I do batch. So I do, I do half of the amount of water, drain it out. And then I put the other half of the water in, let it sit for a while in the grains, and then I drain that out. So he goes, add in like an extra gallon to each batch, and then just boil it longer until you get down to the, you know, five and a half gallons that you need to uh, ferment. And when I did that, it all fucking worked. There, It just needed more space to basically exist. Cool. Science. Science. All right. Well, yeah. uh, home brewers, home brewers. I hope you were paying attention and taking notes there. If not, you know, just rewind. Yeah, podcast. rewind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, just a just a little update for uh, 2021. Uh, uh, I have upgraded my shit, and Ooh. I have streaming capabilities um, coming in 2021, like like good streaming capabilities. And uh, one of the things that I'm considering doing, uh, for those of you that listen and, and may want to know how to brew beer, and you know you have not done so already and want to know, uh, I am considering uh, possibly live streaming some uh, some brews that I do. So, a uh, little educational series. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. A little right, something to look forward. Stay tuned. Stay yeah, tuned. Very, very good. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's uh, the end of another episode of second player speaks believe it or not uh we are second player score we're a band we make music we make music that you can find anywhere there is music check it out on spotify uh we're on youtube facebook check out our website secondplayerscore.com and thank you so much for listening and if you guys have anything to add uh Uh, stay safe out there man happy (laughs) holidays uh yeah wash your hands Yep, yep. Um, we'll have another. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have more episodes coming up, I think, uh, through the holidays. But uh, we'll we'll keep on going and keep on rolling with the podcast. So uh, yeah. So thanks a lot, and we'll see you next week. Later's. Peace out. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.